Welcome to the Guru's Real Estate Radio Podcast. We're here for week six, and we have an exciting episode coming up for you. Today, what we want to talk about is the listing conversation. The listing conversation is one of the most important conversations you will ever have in real estate. Why? Because this is when you get the listing. This is when you build the rapport with people. This is when you engage them, you advise them, you list and you sit there and make everything uh, come together to build your inventory. Let me back up and talk about inventory. As I've said many times, the top realtors out there work with sellers and play with buyers. They spend 70 to 80% of their time doing nothing but trying to get a listing. You'll see here agents talk about getting a listing, getting a listing. But when you listen to top realtors, they don't use the word listing. They use the word inventory. What's the difference? Well, inventory is just like running a retail store. If you opened a little store and let's just say it was Black Friday and everybody's going out to get their holiday gifts and people walked in your store and there was limited or no inventory, what would happen? The people would walk out and go down the street or next door and shop somewhere else. The same thing is true with your inventory. As you get and as you get better, you can be more finicky about your inventory. But in real estate, what you want to be doing is building a wide variety of inventory so that you always have items in stock to sell. It's a total different way of thinking about this. But again, this is what if you, if you listen to other coaches, if you listen to top agents from around the country and uh, even in Canada, this is what they're going to tell you. Now, as you get going and you get four, five, six in your inventory, you may start getting a little more finicky, or you may just start targeting a little different and say to yourself, well, you know, I've got a lot of things in my inventory between 400,000 and 600,000. I wanna try and get a couple things maybe from 700 to 900,000, or maybe I wanna get one or two that's over a million, or maybe I wanna get something that's in a 55 and over, or I wanna get some condominiums, or I wanna get some townhomes, or I wanna get some waterfront, whatever those things are, this is what you can do to target and build your inventory. The more inventory you have, the more you control the marketplace. You don't have to worry about a buyer coming to you and, and uh, you know, hit or miss. Maybe they buy, maybe they don't. Maybe they go under contract and buy a Lamborghini and ruin their credit. You don't have to worry about that when you have inventory because everybody else is bringing you the buyers. So it puts you in control of the marketplace. So it's really important to understand inventory, why inventory is important, uh, and start building your inventory today uh, by prospecting, and then of course by having a powerful listing conversation. Now, I'm using the word listing conversation, or the words listing conversation. This isn't necessarily uh, something that you commonly hear. Usually you hear people talk about a listing presentation. I don't use the word presentation. Why? What's a presentation? Uh, come to one of my Monday morning trainings. Uh, make sure you bring toothpicks for your eyes, a Red Bull, and some coffee. Because a presentation is when somebody stands up in front of you and bores you to death. And hopefully I don't do that. But they bore you to death with a PowerPoint and this, that, and whatever. They put on a dog and pony show. The problem with a presentation is there's only one person that's engaged, and that is the presenter. When you have a conversation... It's a two-way street, or if there's, uh, you know, if you're, you're working with a couple, it's a three-way street. 
where everyone shares their ideas. It's extremely important that when you are having a real estate conversation, when you're sitting down across from a husband and a wife, for example, that you have them engaged talking to you and sharing ideas. If they're just listening to you, first of all, their eyes are gonna glaze over and they're gonna miss half of what you say. Second of all, you're not going to have their buy-in. And if you don't have their buy-in, what's going to happen at the end of this? You're not going to get the listing. When you have a conversation and you have everyone sitting around you engaged and you're talking and you're sharing ideas, maybe you're having a laugh or two uh, and you're building rapport and you're doing all these things, what happens? At the end, it becomes extremely easy and extremely natural for that person to sign the listing agreement and for you to walk out with a listing agreement signed. So I'm going to give you a, uh, another acronym. If you remember in episode five, we did IICCC. Today's acronym is REAL. I always make the joke, keep it real, which you know probably shows I'm from the 80s, but that's okay. Um, but we're gonna keep it real here. And what REAL stands for, and we're gonna go through each of these, is they are a, it's a four-step process that you want to go through in your listing conversation. So R stands for rapport, E stands for engage, A stands for advise, and L stands for list. So let's start with rapport. When you go to a listing conversation, you're, you could be at, a, at many different uh, levels or layers of rapport. In other words, if you're going to list your friend of 30 years property, you have a better rapport than a person that maybe got your postcard in the mail that doesn't know you from Adam. So what you have to do before you go is obviously have a little, uh, you know, create a little plan with yourself of saying, how well do I know this person? If you know them really well, you just want to uh, go in and, and just break the ice and, and, and make things feel calm and comfortable. Shouldn't take you more than just a couple minutes. If this person is a referral, maybe uh, your sister or your brother or your parents said, uh, you know, I've got this friend wants to sell their house and you go over, spend a little time talking about your sister or your parents, or your brother, and, and you know, hey, how do you know them? and going through and create some areas of common ground. Again, that shouldn't take you too long because you have that. What about the listing uh, where you go, the listing appointment where you go and the person doesn't know you? Um, they maybe, again, got you from a postcard. Maybe they found you on social media. Maybe they, they found you on your website. Well, with this person, you need to take extra time and extra care to make sure that you build rapport. What does this mean? It means getting to know that person, letting that person get to know you. One word of warning when building rapport, uh, and this is a trap that many, many realtors fall into, you may go and again, have a husband and a wife. And let's just say you're having this conversation and you and the husband or you and the wife are really hitting it off and the other one's really not talking there. You may fool yourself into saying, I've built rapport. Well, you have not. You've built rapport with one of them. What you need to do is get the other one talking. 
So maybe as you're building rapport, you talk about, um, you know, you, you talk about a hobby and, you know, hey, well, you know, when I'm not working, um, I really enjoy uh, bike riding. And, and the husband's telling you about where he goes and cycles and, you know, he likes this trail and blah, 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 blah. The easy thing for you to do if he's doing all the talking is when there's a natural break in the conversation, turn to the wife and say, so what do you do while he's out on the bike? And now she tells you she's an avid gardener or whatever it is. And now you've opened her up. So make sure before you move from the R of our real acronym that you have both people that you've built rapport with, where they feel connected to you, you feel connected to them, and there's a beginning of trust being built. Once you've felt, built the rapport and feel as though it's time that you can move on, the next thing you need to do is engage them, and that's your E. Well, how do you engage them? Very, very simple, guys. You start finding out what it is they're committed to. Uh, for all of you that know me, and even now that you've uh, gotten six podcasts out of me, how many times do you hear me say this? The most important part in any conversation when talking to somebody is to find out what they're committed to. So you wanna find out where they wanna move, when they want to move there, and why they want to move there. The where and the when, of course, they, they make sense because obviously the where you want to know where they want to go. Hopefully it's a place where you can represent them as a buyer. The when is so important, of course, because if they tell you two years, probably it's not the day you're going to list their house. They're just trying to gather information and that's okay. But you know how to pipeline them uh, and get them prepared and keep in conversation with them until the time uh, you know comes for you to do this. But why the why? Great question, why the why? The why gives you some ammunition uh, that when they try to maybe give you an objection later, you can put that why right back at them. Not that you can't use the when, of course you can do that too, but the why, this is their deep reason. This is, you know, we want to retire and move closer to the beach. We want to be there, um, you know, by the summer. Let's use that as an example. Um, we, you know, when we were kids, we grew up going to the beach on vacation with our parents. We have great memories there. And now we want to build those same memories with our grandkids. And they're getting to an age where, you know, we want to spend time with them before they go out and get involved in their own activities and this, that, and whatever. So now I get to the end of the conversation and the person says, yeah, but we're gonna try and get this place cleaned up. We'll listen about six weeks. And you say, well, six weeks from now, we'll be well into summer. By the time you would, uh, we would get this place on the market and get it sold, it would probably be closer to Labor Day. And you would miss this important summer with your kids, which you said was so important, you know, because you wanna spend this time with them at the beach before they go. Per the couple looks at each other and says, oh my God, he's right. Boom, and you've got a listing. That's why you need to know the why. So in this engage portion, be really uh, vigilant in finding those three things out. Find out everything they're looking to do. Uh, try to see if there's any objections in here because you can deal with them now. They're a lot easier to deal with now than when you have a listing agreement under their nose. Um, and use that engage part. When we come back to the Guru's Real Estate uh, Coaching Radio, we are going to go through the next two acronyms which are advise or list. We'll be right back right after these messages. You're one of many realtors in your town. Most realtors use the same marketing tactics. 
They buy leads, door knock, send postcards. With no product differentiation, the client chooses the agent doing the most business. Why shouldn't they? That realtor uses the same marketing templates as you, but has proven to the client that they can get the job done with their track record of business. Meanwhile, you and the hundreds of other local realtors are all using the same marketing strategies and can't show that you're as successful as that top agent, while the client learns to ignore your efforts. This is where the My Town Guru's marketing and learning system comes in. We only work with one realtor per town, differentiating them as the digital mayor or guru of their town. How do we do this? We create a website and social media pages exclusively for your town. We include local news, events, and partner with local businesses to provide fresh, up-to-date content management on your website and social media sites. Next, we help you build a community on social media, creating a unique place where neighbors can meet and share local news, events, local happenings, heads-up notifications, job postings, advice, lost pets, remember whens, and more all with you in the center of it. We then teach you how to leverage relationships with local business owners and community organizations. Our unique solution allows them to post on your webpage and social media sites for free and instantly builds value and trust while anchoring you as the local expert and a resource for your community. This makes relationship building simple with every business and community organization in your town and makes you the natural realtor for them to refer business to. Also included is our Step Ahead Real Estate Training Academy. Our industry best online learning system and daily motivation videos teach you the skills you need to be a top realtor. There are 12 tracks of learning, 48 learning modules, and over 500 individual lessons and breakout sessions. This is the best educational system available to realtors, all included in the My Town Guru system. Stand out from the crowd and stop marketing your way to mediocrity. Become the official town guru of your town today. Contact us now for a free demo and to reserve your town. Hurry before it's gone. Welcome back to Guru's Real Estate Coaching Radio. My name is Bill Zeltman. I'm your host. And we have been discussing, uh, talking about listing conversations. We talked about why it's a conversation and not a presentation. And then we've talked about our four-step process when you're sitting there with the person. And of course, that's rapport, engage, advise, and list. By the way, I wanted to share that this is only one portion of what I train when I train listing conversations. The other part of it that I train is physical, and we'll talk about that uh, either at the end today or maybe in another uh, episode, but one of the things you need to learn to do is know how to go through a house uh, and what to do from the time you knock on their door to you walk in to the tour of the house. Uh, there are all types of other parts with that. So again, if there's time at the end today, we might go over that a little bit. If not, we'll add that for another podcast down the road. But just understand that it's not just about learning the words here. It's also about learning the physical aspects of going through a listing conversation. We do actually do this in my brokerage on a day that we call script mastery. We turn our office into a house and I actually have people go through the steps. And when you practice 
a listing conversation, I hope that you do that. Don't just do the, the verbal. The verbal you can do sometimes alone, but also do the physical so you get used to it. And uh, it builds muscle memory, just like any other athletic endeavor. Uh, and that's what you want to do here. So let's move on and let's talk about advise. The advise part of our acronym is where you want to spend most of your time in the listing conversation. So advising comes in a couple steps. The first step is you want to advise them of your marketing plan. In your marketing plan, you want to have spelled out what it is that you do. What do you do? Um, and of course, you're going to do some things that other realtors do that's standard for everyone in the business. But what do you do that makes you stand out? What do you do that makes you different? One of the things that I always tell people, and this is, this is a great way to overcome the objection on the phone. How much do you charge in commission? Well, I haven't seen your house yet. Every house I go to, unlike most realtors, I write a unique marketing plan for that house. Some houses, uh, my marketing plan would cost less money to implement, so I can afford to go a little bit less. Uh, some, I need to do a little bit more marketing, so I need to charge a little bit more. I really won't know until I see your house and I'm able to start devising a marketing plan. Works every time, by the way. And by the way, it makes you look totally different than the guy down the road that says, I charge 6% or I charge 7% or 5% because he uses a cookie cutter marketing approach. You're telling him, I don't use a cookie cutter. I do each one individually. So keep that in your pocket. The next part of this that we're going to talk about, though, is going through your marketing plan. So you want to go through and yes, talk about all the things that you and other realtors do and make sure you tell them this is what any good agent's going to do to market your house, putting it on MLS, the fact that it goes out to Zillow, Trulio, Realtor.com, you're going to put it on your website. Then go into the things that you do, your social media, um, how maybe you, you run Facebook ads, maybe you use Facebook Marketplace, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Google. Maybe, you know, you do Google ads, you target people out of state that may be looking to move to that area, your relocation department. You need to write a marketing plan. And I, uh, my advice, as I advise you, is to sit down and bullet point everything that you're going to do and that you're going to say when you list a house, you know, run an open house, all the basics, but also the things that you do that, that are unique. Then what I'd like you to do is understand another acronym f e a feature explain advantage so what does that mean for each marketing initiative people this is what people do when they go in and they and they do a listing conversation is they run a laundry list i'm going to put you in the MLS and you're going to be on Zillow. You're going to be on my website. You're going to, I'm going to put you on social media. I'm going to do a Facebook ad. I'm going to do a Google ad. Well, you assume that the person that's sitting across from you knows what all those things are and how they help them. But guess what? Your clients don't. Some of your clients may not even be on social media, believe it or not, depending on how old they are, where they are, et cetera, et cetera. They certainly aren't going to under understand what SEO is and how that works unless they're in that type of business or work in marketing. So what I want you to do is use FEA. So you first you have the feature. The feature is 
I'm going to place an ad on Facebook. Then I'm going to explain it. I'm going to target people looking to move to the town that you live in, across the United States, uh, for people that are likely to purchase real estate in that town. The advantage is, usually the local MLS only feeds this area. Uh, many agents use local newspapers and things like that for ads. I'm not just going to focus on the people that are here. This program allows me to focus on anybody in the United States that may be thinking about relocating here. Feature, explain, advantage on every market, every bullet point, guys, it makes a big difference. Once you've had your marketing plan figured out, you have the next part to go into, uh, which is uh, going through and talking about you, your company, those types of things, just so they know and understand who you are. Now, some people do this before they do the marketing plan, and that's up to you. But you, I really like to do it after because, again, it leaves them with the impression and what we're going to go into next uh, of getting to know me. So I talk a little bit about my, my brand, all the tools that are there. Then I talk about my background, my education, my experience, my experience in their neighborhood if I have it, my experience with their type of home, and I really make that personal at that point. The third part of advising is advising on them on the price. So how do you do that? Well, of course, you have a CMA completed, and what I like to do is you need to understand, especially if you're dealing with a husband and a wife or any two people or more, you might be dealing with siblings and three or four, you're going to have people that are visual learners and people that are auditory learners. An auditory learner is listening to what you have to say. A visual learner wants something in their hand. That's why I, always, I also carry a piece for marketing. I call it a four-step marketing plan, and it shows all the different marketing that I do on one big graph. The visual learner will pick that up and stare at it while I'm talking. The auditory learner will listen to me. Same thing here. So what I like to do is have, a uh, for all of your comps, an individual sheet for each comp. Lay them out in front and go over the comps. This particular property is three doors down from you. It's the same square footage, blah, blah, blah. And it went for $400,000. The second property, and then this third property, and then you go through. And if the average of the three are $400,000, doesn't it make sense that their house would be worth $400,000? This is the point before you get to have that listing conversation, well, we really wanted to get 425 for our house. If you get that out now and you get that out here, what you can do is you can go through and avoid uh, an objection while you have a listing agreement in front of them and explain to them, explain, you know, hey, well, you know, about how the house probably won't appraise, how a cash buyer never pays more than, than uh, market value. You know, you're not going to get that lucky person. And go through all those things that we'll talk about when we talk about handling objections, especially when it comes to the pricing conversation. But the key here is to get them to understand and you to understand and come to an agreement of what you both believe the property is worth. And they say, well, I think I'd probably list it for 410000 Perfect. You have now finished advising. You've advised them about your marketing plan. You've advised them about your company and yourself. And now you've advised them of what their house should be priced at. Now we go to L. L is for list. List is very simple. 
you just start filling out things in front of them. Now you're going to have a lot of the listing agreement filled out if you're prepared the right way. You know, you already have the, the property address, the seller's names, uh, the tax ID, et cetera, et cetera. But now you're going to fill out up. And, and if you feel a little uncomfortable, just ask them, hey, what's today's date? Oh, it's, you know, whatever the date is. And you write that down. You start writing it out. Basically, what you do is you get it filled out. You put that price in that you agreed on. You don't even talk about commission unless they bring it up. You put your commission on there, whatever it is that, that you charge. I recommend 6%, uh, in some cases 7%. And you put it over and you put the listing agreement in front of the person that you have the better rapport with. As you put it in front of them, so let's say you have the better rapport with the husband. You sit there and point to where they're going to sign and say to the wife, yeah, so you said where you're moving, um, you enjoy gardening. Um, I hear there's a really great gardening club in whatever the name of that town is. Now she sits there, instead of staring with daggers at him that he's signing their house away, she starts having a conversation with me about the gardening club in the town they're moving to. They relax and he signs the agreement. I went to him first because I have the best rapport and I have the best shot of him signing. Once he signed, I flip rolls and I do the same thing. I point to where she needs to sign. I don't ever set the pen on the uh, down. I hand her the pen, but I'm just pointing as I do it. And I ask him a question. Wow, you said you're into cycling. I bet you're excited to be, you know, to cycle uh, along the beach. I know there's a great bike path there. Have you ever tried it before? No, I haven't, but I really can't wait to. And he's talking about his biking and something he's excited about. She signs it and you are done. That is how REAL works, guys. A couple other points that I want, that I want to bring in here. Uh, first of all, I want to talk about what you do now, your next steps. And one of those big things is making sure that you put together a communication plan um, and explain to them everything that's going to happen between now and it goes under contract, how you're going to have a call with them and schedule that time. If it's every other week or every week, Friday at two o'clock, let's meet for 15, 20 minutes to review. Good, bad, ugly, I'm gonna call you so we can make the best decisions to keep your property going. Uh, this allows them to know when to expect to hear from you. Set up when you're gonna have the photographer come take the pictures of the listing. Talk about the lockbox, explain how to sign, you know, whether you have a sign with you uh, or if you use a sign installation company, how they're gonna be going. Explain how showing time or whatever you use for your showings work and how they're going to, to uh, go through and, and verify appointments. Talk about feedback um, and explain, like I said, all the way through. You know, and then once we get you under contract, explain the home inspection. Explain, explain, explain so they don't get blindsided. Explain how the mortgage process works for their buyer if there's a mortgage. Explain how the appraisal Explain all these things and that way they're never, like I said, blindsided if something goes wrong or something, uh, something happens that they're not ready for. So thank you again for joining us for Guru's Real Estate Agent Coaching Radio. I'm Bill Zeltman, your host. I would love for you to follow me. I am at America's Gurus on all social media and platforms. Jump on and follow me and join us again next time for Guru's Real Estate Agent Coaching Radio.